and speak with the rare few who make their living in the world of entertainment. Special thanks go out to Phil Rand and the Comedy Podcast Network. Also thanks to Tom Burns for the artwork and Diana Lawrence for the original music. Please share with me your thoughts on iTunes. Go ahead and leave a comment, rate the show. That would help me out a lot. Send me an email if you'd like. Living the Dream Podcast at gmail.com. And we now have a Facebook page. It's simply facebook.com slash living the dream podcast. Today's episode, I speak with actress, writer, improviser, Jeannie Cahill. A couple of footnotes for again in the interview. The episode was recorded in August 2011 when Jeannie was performing with the Second City on the cruise ship The Pride of America in Hawaii. Now she's back on land, and in just a few days, she's going to be walking down the aisle with her fiancé, Jeff Griggs. So a big congratulations go out to both of them. In the interview, we talk about two things. One, the IO Theater, if you're unfamiliar with that. It's an improvisation theater in Chicago that's been around since the early 1980s and shares some of the famous alumni with Second City, such as Tina Fey and Chris Farley, who performed there back in the day. We also mentioned Baby Wants Candy. Now, this is a well-established theater company out of Chicago that improvises full two-act musicals. So now that you're caught up on the lingo, here's the interview with Miss Jeannie Cahill. Living the dream, I'm here with Jeannie Cahill of the San Antonio Cahills. Uh, very good. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, if I get you laughing the first eight <laughs> seconds, I think I'm doing all right. So, uh, Jeannie, you have worked as actor improviser for the Second City for three years? Yes, since May of 08. So, like, maybe a little over. A little more than three years. Mm-hmm. And your uh, has that been exclusively on cruise ships, or has there been anything else? No, it's been exclusively on cruise ships. So you've been a, a world traveler, uh, getting paid to act and basically live as a passenger for three years. Three, yeah. Three years of change. It has been really nice. <laughs> That's a... Uh, do you mind if I ask how old you are? No, I'm 28. So from 25 to 28, you've been... Mm-hmm. Living a pretty good life, I'd say. Yeah, uh, a really good life. Now, when you were, like, I don't know, in high school or even college, did you mm-hmm. foresee anything like this in your future? That Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Like, um, I did, I actually, my senior year of high school, uh, I went to a private school, and so there was always a lot of recruiting for sports, and, like, I don't know, do they do that in public school? Like, recruiting recruit? for sports? Yeah. For sure. Oh, well, like I, where college scouts come in and stuff? No, like for high school, they would recruit for like oh. middle schoolers to be in their high school. Sometimes the private schools would recruit, like they give scholarships to public yeah, schools. Yeah, and like I do, there was just like a lot more of that going on my senior year. And like, I don't know, I didn't want to play basketball that year, which was like, at the time I thought was so weird because I'd played since I was eight. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm just going to try out for the play. And I did, and I got in. I had so much fun. It was Into the Woods. Yeah. Okay. Who were you? I was Jack's mother. Right. I was, like, the only person who did a character. Like, everyone else just played themselves. And yeah. I was like, eh. And then they wanted to put me in ugly makeup. And I was like, why do I, am I the only one who has to be in Because you're so pretty that they had to use makeup. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. But, um... <laughs> And then I went to college for two years, and I didn't major in theater until, like, my junior year. So, uh, like, no, I never had any aspirations. So, you were you were an athlete. Did you have any, like, inkling? Like, did you ever do, like, music or anything? Like- yeah, I did. I played the violin. Okay. And I've played the violin since I was three. So, there was some performing. Yeah, there was some performing in that. But not acting. No. And uh, wh- where'd you go to school? 
Oh. Um, I went to University of Virginia in Charlottesville. And for the first two years, you had nothing to do with the theater? And no, not at all. I was doing their government. They have a very good government program. And I still remember in my, like, letter to get in, I was like, I was like, I think it'd be really smart if in my, like, whatever that essay is called, if I write how I'm also going to go to their law school, I was like, surely I'll get in <laughs> if I mention that I'll also go to their law school and pay all that money. Sure. And so I did, like, a lot of politics poli science the first two years and then I took like one improv not improv I took one theater class I don't remember what it was and I had so much fun what uh, prompted you to take that class I have no idea. I can't even remember now. This is just all happy accidents. It must have been like an elective and I like must have remembered that I had fun in high school. And I must have I think it was like just like a basic class. It must have been like acting 101 and yeah. I had a lot of fun. And did you switch to a theater degree? Yeah, I switched. Wow. Now, at that point when you switched to a theater degree, did you think I want to make a career out of acting? You know, I think I remember thinking like that the government was really hard. Like, it was like 500 pages of reading for one class a night. Jeez. And not that I wanted to be a cop-out, but I was like, I could have so much fun! <laughs> like, I was like, what is this world? I could, like, still invest time. Like, UVA is a very, like, book-heavy school, so it's not so much, like, a uh, theater school. Hmm. So they, they focused a lot on, like, what is the play trying to say and all that. So I still felt smart. Like, I was learning. But... I think I thought I just want to have fun, like a lot of fun. So you weren't really even thinking past college. You were just I like, wasn't. No, uh, I really wasn't at the time. So you graduate UVA. You've got this theater degree that you didn't even think you were going to get when you started, which you know, no. I think it's pretty common. I think a lot of people change their majors multiple Yeah. Especially uh, to theater. <laughs> some people cop out, but yeah. some of us. There was like some lacrosse, because UVA was like number one in lacrosse for like three years or something, and so many lacrosse people switched to theater, and they were so bad. <laughs> And there was, like, these theater dorks and then these, like, hot lacrosse guys who were like, yeah, I'm majoring in theater now. Nice. Could I do a monologue from <laughs> Angels in America? And we were like, why is Zach in this class? It was hilarious. So you get out with a theater degree, and did you have, like, what, what was next for you, and you know, what was your plans, if any? And well, I felt really cool, I remember. I don't remember everyone else thinking I was cool in my, in my major, which made me mad. I think there was, like, 80 majors when I graduated, 80 theater majors. And, like, because I started doing improv the summer before my senior year of college. Mm -hmm. And, like, what happened was the spring before my summer, my senior year, uh, Baby One's Candy came to my school because Tina Fey graduated from my my department. Oh, no kidding. And so I feel like my school's always stayed really good in touch with, like, Second City and, like, the year... Like, before I got to UVA, they had Second City Touring Company come, and Tina Fey came. I think that's when she was writing. She was, um, Weekend Update and all that. Yeah, that's She right, visited, right. so I missed all that. But when I came, um, Second City couldn't come that year, so Baby One's Candy came. Oh, okay. And I remember I was, like, sitting in my playwriting class, and Al Samuels walked in, and he was like, Hi, I'm from Baby One's Candy. I'm Al Samuels. And he, like, <laughs> taught us how to write funny plays and stuff. And so I took the Baby One's Candy group was there the whole week. So I took their, like, week-long intensive, and then they did a show, which, like, blew my mind. Then I stayed in touch with Al and Rebecca Allen. And they were like, you should do the intensive. So I did the summer intensive at I.O., and that's how I got into improv. So, like, by senior year, like, I was like, I'm moving to Chicago and I'm doing improv. And I was, like, okay. so happy that I figured it out. And I already had met my now current fiancé. He was just my friend at the time. I'd already met Jeff. How'd you, how did that happen? 
Oh, it's such a lame story because he was my teacher, but he was only my teacher as a substitute. Well, uh, with Baby Wants Candy? <laughs> no, when I was at the summer intensive. Oh, okay, so... People were always like, oh, he was your teacher. So just trying to get the timeline right. You did... So your summer before your senior year, or Baby Wants Candy comes your junior year. Mm-hmm. You go summer intensive I.O. You meet Jeff Griggs, uh-huh. who I've already interviewed on this podcast, and then <laughs> uh, you stay in touch with him. Yeah, and Rebecca was really helpful and Al. Now, did you know when you took his class, like, were you, like, crushing all, immediately? No, not at, I do remember, I tell, I told him later, I'm like, I remember I really wanted to impress you. Because <laughs> Jeff, like, he just, like, sits back in his chair yeah. and, like, doesn't laugh at much. And I was like, I gotta break this guy. <laughs> but, um, so I stayed in touch with Jeff, and I already knew my other good friend, Brett. And so they, like, invited me to do shows while I was still a senior. And I thought that was, like, so cool. So I, like, flew out and did shows and stuff. And, like, yeah, so that's what I – I was, like, I had a plan. And then – so you graduate and then you move immediately to Chicago. Yeah, I moved immediately to Chicago. I started, like – I worked at Julius Meinl, the coffee house. Ah, a barista. Um, No, I was a waitress. I don't know how to do that barista stuff. Oh, okay. And then I worked at Bloomingdale's, an office job, (laughs) all while doing improv at night. Okay. And uh, so pretty standard, like, part-time jobs during the day, Mm -hmm. improv at night. And Mm -hmm. then how did you segue from, I'm a part-time coffee waitress to I'm a full-time actor? You know, I love improv because you can, like, have a 8 to 5 or 8 whatever nine to five and you can just like do whatever you want at nighttime and I feel like the big steps in my like resume were like I was always on a Herald team that was pretty solid and then I feel like when I got Improvocadia like I added that to my resume because I think I auditioned for Second City like four times just to clarify the audience Herald team at I.O. oh yeah which you I, you couldn't have done until after you took their classes I yeah think, I had right? to finish taking because I did summer intensive I think they only made me take like level four again or something oh nice level five so you got to jump in pretty quickly after yeah college, pretty quickly jump on a Herald team and then mm-hmm. you did Improv Acadia which was uh, theater in mm-hmm. Bar Harbor, Maine yeah and so I felt like I auditioned for I actually auditioned for Second City while I was still in college I remember Mary Stone was in my group and I don't know her but <laughs> I see her now and I'm like you are totally in my group like I remember she did so good. Current um, ETC. Uh, yeah, current ETC. Actress. So I like, auditioned once while in college. Then I auditioned once before I got in Provocadia. Then I auditioned after I got in Provocadia. Then after that, I got Baby One's Candy. So I felt like I made those milestones. Mm-hmm. And that Second City was like, okay, we think she could possibly be ready. Yeah. And, like, came out and see my shows and stuff. Now, uh, before they hired you, did you, I mean, a Everyone in the in the community in Chicago knows about these. They call the boat gig or the cruise ships. Yeah. But uh, was that something you particularly wanted, or, or were you just like anything Second City gives me, or how that? I just remember like my very good friend Brett Lyons got a boat before I got before Jeff and I got a boat, and I was like, what? I was so confused when he was telling me about it. He's like, yeah, I live on this amazing cruise ship, and I'm like working out, and I can do whatever I want, and they have this like buffet, and I was like. <laughs> I mean, me, like, Brett's a very close friend, but we, like, fight a lot. And I remember being like, it's not fair. I should do that, too. Um, but also being happy for him. Sure. So that's my only exposure to it was I heard it through about Brett. Mm-hmm. And I did think it was cool. I don't I don't remember feeling like I have to, like, work harder. I just remember being like, I'm just going to stay on my path and 
that'd be so cool to do one day. I remember thinking that. Uh, did you, when you got your first cruise ship gig, did you anticipate at all that it would go more than one, or did, did you want to make, like, a few years out of this, or did you have any I plan? No, I had no idea how it worked, and I remember, like, a, I think two weeks on, our, I mean, one of our producers was like, oh, yeah, do you guys want to extend to eight months? And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> like, the Already month, on for four months. Yeah, and, like... I mean, it was it's just, it was so nice. And then, like, that's just what kept happening. Like, oh, do you want to do another one? You're like, yes, yes, sure, why not? <laughs> awesome. And yeah. this, uh, the, the, you're going to be off this cruise ship in a week, which by the time this interview airs, who knows, you know, <laughs> could be a year from now, but, uh, if I ever figure out how to upload these to the internet. <laughs> but, uh, I keep doing interviews, uh, but like so, in a week and a half, you're going to be off cruise ships for mm-hmm. at least the time being. Yes, as I understand it. Yes, I will never say never to cruise ships because just I know that you know some people say they'll never do it again, then they totally do. Sure. And then everyone's like, they said they were never doing it again. It's a sweet gig. It is sweet, but no, I'm looking forward to land life. I am. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so weird. <laughs> what the. Uh, do you have any, I mean, obviously you're getting married uh, mm-hmm, in October, In October, so you're going to be getting off the boat and obviously continuing wedding plans and moving mm-hmm. into new, your new apartment, et cetera, et cetera. But as far as like work, do you have any idea what's going to happen? I don't. Okay. I know, like Jeff is a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. He always like hits the ground running. And so I'd like to be more like Jeff in that way. Right. But like. I just, like, I, I do have a web series. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Okay. With my friend Joanna Feldman, we do this uh, web thing called Gym Buddies. Uh-huh. Me and her are, like, very health-conscious people, like, in the sense that, like, we're very aware of, like, women and women problems to lose weight. So we have these, like, little one-minute videos about, like, issues between women at gyms. Uh-huh. And so I already, like, have a whole sketch show I want to do with her. I've never done a sketch show before, mm. but I've written a lot of material here, so I'm like, I want to do that. So I do have, like, goals like that that I want to do. Do you want to plug your web series? What's the website? <laughs> no. You don't know what you're It's Gym web- Buddies, if you look it up on YouTube. So if you, if you YouTube search Gym Buddies, you'll uh-huh. probably find it. Yeah, me and Joe. It's, All right. It's, people like it. We get a few. We get a few views. That's cool. Well, with my tens of listeners, uh, but yeah. So like, I have projects like that that I'd like to do, and I mean, of course, like you always want to still keep working. Well, yeah, <laughs> you uh, know, doing it full time. You you said you were with Baby Ones Candy. Do you mm-hmm. are you able? Are you on like hiatus right now? Are you able to go back in? I feel like it's been so long. I feel like I should probably audition again. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could ask Al. Yeah. But I mean that's a that's a paying gig. I mean at least some of the time. So that's something you could jump into. Oh yeah. Into. They're just super fun. And as far as you know, Second City could have something for you. Yeah. I'm up for it. I know you are. I'm you, available. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and you have a gig <laughs> yes. that would require Jeannie's services as an actress, we highly recommend her. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll keep I'll keep... It's the same way, like, before the boats. Like, I'm just going to work hard and then just see what happens. I know that, like, I, especially after doing just a, as, as few of these I've done so far, asking any creative person what's next is, is basically, like, you know what the answer is going to be. I don't know. Whatever comes my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, if there... 
if you had total control of the universe and mm-hmm. you could give yourself whatever you want, like what what would be like a kind of ultimate goal for Jeannie K. Hill? I just like I want to stay really true to who I am, and like I have this group which of- is an evil, evil human being. Exactly. <laughs> I want to take over the world <laughs> one person at a time. Yep. No, like. Like, it honestly would be great for me to, like, put up a two-person sketch show that I write completely, because I'm not letting Joe have any control, (laughs) and that people, like, like it. Mm -hmm. And that, like, just that if my friends came, I would be like, my friends are here. This is amazing. There's ten people here to see this show that I wrote. I don't know why I think that that's, like, incredible. And then if anyone else came and, like, actually liked it, I would be, like, shocked or something. And then I have, like, this group of guy friends in Chicago, and they're not, like, mainstream improvisers. They're not, like, at I.O. or Second City, but they're so funny. And, like, if I could do a show with them, and then if we could get into festivals and people like them, like, that'd be so cool. <laughs> like, it would just be so cool. And, like, Jeff and Brett and I have an improv group of Phasia, and we tour, and, like... If we could get some sort of a reality TV show where we traveled and someone filmed us doing that, that would be so cool. Right? You know? I feel like I'm... I feel like that... You could probably pitch that now. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? You, you never know. But, like, I do... I, I don't... I don't know. I mean, anything other than that would, of course, be amazing. But I'm always pretty shocked if, like, my friends are in the audience. Like, that pretty much does it for me. I'm like, they have to work tomorrow and they came still. I have very low expectations. Well, then you'll always be happy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you'll permit me to... to you are my first interview. I, I'm 90% sure off the top of my head. That is uh, a solo female. I had uh, a couple already. I had a married uh-huh. couple, but uh, you're the first girl. So I'm going to show my girly side. Oh, cool. So you and Jeff met, uh, and uh, you stayed in touch. You moved mm-hmm. to Chicago. Mm-hmm. What happens? I moved to Chicago. Well, by that point, we were dating. And, I mean, we've been together ever since. We've been together. Wait, you were dating before you even got to Chicago? Yeah, we started. We were friends for, like, six months. And then I think I went to his book signing. In Chicago? In Chicago. uh, And I was still in college. And I remember after the book signing, I was like, you know I'm your girlfriend, right? (laughs) Because I was like, he was getting all this attention. I, I was like, wait, where are all these people around Jeff? I was like worried. I remember being worried that like all these girls liked him or something, even though they were just like people in the audience. I got really worried about that. So I had to make it clear. And he was like, I guess you are. I was like, I am. I was like, this is me telling you I am. That's the most romantic story I've ever heard. I'm your girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Done. We were like driving. I was like, you know I'm your girlfriend, right? And we've been together ever since. That is, that's hilarious. That's the ultimate, you know, yes and in improv. I'm your girlfriend. And Jeff yes. only yes and. Yeah, right? He's a very good listener. <laughs> Has it, uh, do you think that the both would have been a different experience? I mean, obviously they would have been a different experience had you not been with your uh, fiancé slash boyfriend for a time, but... Um, oh, I think so. Like, to me, the boats is just, like, college all over again. Like, that's what Brett told me before I got on, and they seem very college And I don't know. I mean, I was never, like, a big partier or stuff, but I have a feeling if I had been on without Jeff, I would have totally been playing Risk. Term, what was it? Risk, not we Terminator. Risk last night, yeah. Transformers. Transformers. Risk. And ever since I'm with, been with Jeff, I'm like movies. <laughs> we just watch movies and TV shows all the time. Oh, you're already old. We are. <laughs> We're really old. We clear through so much television. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Still watching Knots Landing. 
I've never seen that. Well, I, I would hope not. You were probably born when it came out. <laughs> uh, so if I were to uh, take this world and remove acting and improv from it, what, uh, if anything, do you think would make you happy as a career? Um, oh, my gosh. Um, the only thing I get joy out of, and this is really why I like improv, is like, uh, for whatever reason, I have such an eye for annoyances. I have such an eye for, like, people who drive me insane. Like and pet like peeves and stuff? Pet peeves. And I get such joy, like, using improv as therapy or sketches as, like, do you know a person like this? <laughs> I do. So I can't think of another career except, like, a storyteller. <laughs> um, so even a therapist wouldn't be... No, not a therapist. I don't know. I always thought I could do hair and makeup or something, but that's probably not true. I don't <laughs> even do my own hair and makeup, so I always thought I could. Thought I could. It's probably not true. No, I really don't have another backup plan. What? But I, I like a lot of things, though. Yeah? Like, well, what are some hobbies of yours that don't have anything I to do, do really like running. Like, maybe I could be a trainer. I mean, probably not. But if I, like, actually, like, put the work into it, that'd yeah. be really cool. I've been running. Because you run marathons life. and stuff, right? I'm going to run a half marathon, my first. Nice. In September. In Chicago? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Um, but, like, that'd be really cool, like, to do, to lead your own aerobics classes or, you know? Yeah. But, like, I know I used that, to do that that takes... <laughs> yeah, I remember you said that. I, I know that that takes all that dedication of learning muscles and all that. I could totally do that. Sure. You'd, you'd be the fun trainer. You'd be like, all right, guys. I would. I wouldn't push go. people hard enough. <laughs> At all. I, I, like I, I can see you hard. pull out a mean streak, though. I don't know. I, 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 maybe not. So, yeah, I'll say that as a second career. Yeah. But so, if acting doesn't work out, it will be Jeannie's I'll personal try, trainer. I'll try and be a person. The nicest personal trainer <laughs> in history. I won't make you do Give me a push up. I don't know if I can. Well, that's all right. That's okay. That's we'll, just, okay. we'll start small. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, it's taking me like, well, then that's what's been so good about the boats. They can, they can get you in shape. Yeah, we have a lot of free time on her. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, if you know of an actor who works on cruise ship, at least with as much free time as we do, and they're not in shape, they have no excuse. <laughs> There's no excuse. None whatsoever. This could Absolutely. be someone's, like, personal biggest loser, because it's, like, four months. Yeah. You could really do some damage. But uh, are you... So you said that you wrote a sketch show, or, is, um, or you're writing one, is... Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever want to write for the screen, for TV, for film? Well, I've taken Jeff Griggs's screenwriting class three times. <laughs> I bet you get a discount for that. I do. <laughs> but I always offer to pay, because I know he needs the money. Um, so I have written two screenplays, and they've been performed aloud. And, like, see, that's the whole thing. Like, you should go back and edit and all that. Mm-hmm. But I did uh, submit a spec script once when Nickelodeon was hiring new writers. Oh, I no su- kidding. I submitted a spec script. I thought it was so good. It was for some show called Drake and Josh, and I had to watch it. And I wrote an episode called Burrito Boogie. <laughs> it was so good, but I didn't get hired. Oh. I could totally see you being, like, either a kids' TV show producer, mm-hmm. or I could even see you being, like, the next Raffi. Like, you could, like, you could just sing to a bunch of kids. My movies are, like, totally for that age group. Like, for, like, fifth graders. Like, if you'd written them ten years ago, they would have been Olsen twin movies? No. Like, they're, like, you know those books, like, Wayside Stories Falling Down or, like, Matilda? Sure. They're always, like, empowering kids. Like, kids, like, when I was younger, like, no adult fooled me, you know? (laughs) Like, I was, like, I 
understand what's going on in this school. I know what I know what you're all about. You're a lazy teacher, and I'm going to expose you. <laughs> you know, like, so my movies are, all, you know, my my screenplays are all about like, you know, really smart kids or like almost a little Napoleon Dynamite to them, like a girl version of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, so I should probably do something with those. Worst job you've ever had? Oh my gosh, it was one day of temping. And it was at a motivational speaker in Chicago's office. Uh-huh. And I just remember she had no idea how to book her air, airplane uh-huh. and, or her, her flight. And I was like, don't worry, I'll book it for you. And I was like booking it. And she was flipping out. <laughs> like flipping out. Like, is it first class? But I don't know how to check it. And she was a motivational speaker. And she had, like, tons of her books on the wall. Wow. And, like, water bottles with her name on it. And I was like, I have to go home. <laughs> like, at 1 o'clock, I was like, I hadn't left any temp job before. Because I always wanted to get hired. Yeah. But I was like, this is a motivational speaker's office. And they are insane. <laughs> and she was screaming. It was so weird. I felt such weird energy inside. I was so upset. I think I went home after 1 p.m. Wow. Uh, Worst acting uh, gig? Oh, an improv show that my uh, level 5 improv group thought it would be fun because one of my uh, team members who was well into his 60s um, lived in Indiana and he's like, hey guys, I've got a gig for us. We're going to do improv at a Babies R Us. And I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And everyone was like, why not? We can totally make, like, 30 bucks a person. And I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. This is, like, weird. Like, we, we didn't practice anything. And we go there, and, like, this woman comes out of the store. She forgot we were coming, so she set up, like, a row of little chairs. We did, like, scenes with whoever wanted to walk by. I mean, it so- was- so a bunch of I.O. students mm-hmm. who were in class together did mm-hmm. an improv gig at a Babies R Us in Indiana. Yeah, in Indiana. It was Wouldn't, awful. Didn't it pretty much cost you the $30 in gas? Exactly. <laughs> I remember I was a princess in every scene. Like, I was like, oh, well, of course I'm a magic princess. <laughs> Self-labeled. I still remember that. Like, no gig. Like, when, even on the cruise ship when there's only like, oh, guys, there's only a lighthouse. I'm like, it'll never be like the Babies R Us. <laughs> babies R Us. Ever. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, check out Jim Buddies. Jim Buddies on YouTube. Oh, and I have a blog. Oh, okay. What's your What's My your blog? blog is geniesobsessions.blogspot.com. Genie's Obsessions. But it's spelled J E A N N I E. That's how you spell my name. Ah. And I have a different obsession every day. You You write a blog every day about a different obsession. Yeah, I'm obsessed very easily. Wow. Uh, well, I like it. So check out that. And, uh, Jimmy, look to you. I look forward to, uh, seeing, I look forward to attending your sold out concert with a bunch of five year olds. <laughs> Yay! That, that should be my second job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank this you, Jimmy. the dream. Thanks, Jeannie. Huge thank you to Phil Ranton, the Comedy Podcast Network. Original artwork by Tom Burns. Original music by Diana Lawrence. Drop me an email, livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. That's livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. If you could rate the show on iTunes or leave a comment, I would love that. Any feedback you got, check us out at facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. You can see photos of the people that I've interviewed. Thanks for listening. My name is Rich Baker, and this is Living the Dream.